All right, this is True News 365. Thanks for joining me once again. Today, I want to talk about being predestined to accountability, being predestined to accountability, okay? Um, on some atheist versus Christian forums, I see that people go back and forth in the argument. You see this everywhere on social media um, in terms of the argumentation uh, in theology. And it's good. I, I always visit these places because they sharpen up an evangelistic, evangelistic tools. Because equivocations and argumentation from a God-hating perspective, from a God-denying perspective, are always being erected and birthed all the time. So if we stop doing that, then yeah, more power to you and, you know, hooray for you which is a good thing, but don't be surprised if you forget the next argumentation that is going to be set up against the truth of Christ. And now you have to catch up to it. Okay. Just to let you know. Okay. So one of these arguments is what's called the problem of evil. And that's a classic one and a problem that continues to be argued. A problem that I have and a, gri a gripe that I have that oftentimes people that are not reformed in a Calvinistic sense get Calvinism wrong when they talk about predestination. And the God denier is going to use that against you. He's going to use it against you. And then you've got people that don't believe in it, allowing them to use it to, to hit other people over the head. And they do it because they don't believe it. You know, they don't believe in the in, in the predestination that the Calvinist believes in. And they think that, well, you know, you can criticize your brother and there won't be any consequences. Well, guess what? It doesn't just affect evangelism and your brothers and sisters in the body of faith. But it will come back to bite you as well. And, and your evangelism as well. Because when you criticize the truth of Scripture, one, it can't do much good for the body of Christ, number one, or evangelism and bringing people to faith. Okay. But it's also good. It's going to affect you as well. And your, your testimony and your evangelism, because they'll say, well, look here, you guys are just as much Christian. You consider these guys in the faith and a part of the essentials. And yet look how differently you guys think, right? Whenever I come across these issues, I present them as non-essentials because they truly are. They're not things that the God denier should use to club other Christians over the head. So the, the, under, the misunderstanding is that when we sit there and we try to um, equivocate with a God denier who is dedicated to quiver and, 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 and squirm out of their accountability... That's what they want. Now, the argument is, well, you know, if God creates all these things, you know, there's nothing I can do to come in. It doesn't make a difference because God already, uh, you can't do anything good unless God is the one who draws you. Therefore, you know, I simply don't believe. So there's nothing I can do. Therefore, I might as well just continue being me and sinning and whatever this and that. That, that just takes so much, takes scripture and just tears it up. And if we sit there and we allow somebody to talk like that, then... <clears throat> and say, well, this is what other, your other Christian brothers believe. Uh, so what do you say about that? So it, it's, it's just, there's so much wrong with that. 
And number one, they just not. They, and on top of that, the worst part about it is that they're misunderstanding the the Calvinistic uh, uh, stance on that. Because regardless, they say, well, God, yes, he's absolutely sovereign. He knows what you're going to do. He knows that these people cannot do any good. He knows that from that that's from eternity past. What does that have to do with the here and now? You also know that equally, okay, in, um, in the book of Acts cha uh, ch uh, chapter 17, it says that he commands all, Christ commands all people now to repent. That's a command and that's a reality just as much as God predestining people, right? So why do you make your bed with the predestination which is the mind of god of which you have no access to and why do you not listen to him when he says that he's commanding you to repent right so the person who's dedicated to deny god and to squirm away from their accountability you have to lead them to that and they say well i just don't believe as much as i do i just you know he says i can't believe until you know he makes it possible i say but you do believe because the heavens declare the glory of god you know, and then and then they, they get extremely upset because they're saying, well, why are you telling me what's in my mind? God says you believe. Okay, you believe that he's, pre that he's predestined you not to believe. Why can't you believe that he says you believe? See, these things, if you stand on scripture and you do not look to the east or the west, you look to the light, to, to one side or the other. If you stand on scripture completely, they're not going to jerk you around. They're not going to jerk you around because the Bible says you do believe and you just suppress the knowledge of the truth of God, right? You now know you're living in a Christian, <laughs> a Christian nation. You know about Christ. What's your excuse? Well, what about other people? No, we're talking about you. They want to, what about the man in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, deserted Island? Now forget about them. You don't know about them. That's their business. Okay. God will find his way. The God of all, all, all heaven and earth will do right. The Bible says, right? Genesis 18. So I, I'm not worried about that. Okay. You shouldn't be worried about that either. You should be worried about your life. Okay. Salvation is a, uh, one man, one woman deal. So that's all hypocrisy. That's all equivocation, whatever. We cannot get into this tango in the song and dance with unbelievers and, uh, and worst, you cannot throw a misunderstanding that you may have with reform theology and Calvinism. And you give it to the to the to the atheist or the so-called atheist, the person denying God, so that they can club other Christians over the over their head because it's going to affect your evangelism as well because it, all of us are in the body. So when you have people that they just don't understand, they say, well, they they want to pick one what 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 the Bible says here, but they don't want to pick what the they don't want to believe what the Bible says over here, right? And then on top of that, they don't, they say that God doesn't exist, but then, and then the Bible is made by a fallible man. So they can't trust the book. You see? So wherever you point, wherever you stand, they're going to deny and they're going to use. Okay. So you can't take seriously what people are saying. You could say, well, we'll see. The Bible says this. Well, I will see what the Bible says that. Well, we'll see. The Bible says this about that. So don't, you see? So you, you wreck, you let them realize that they have no outlets. They've got nowhere to go. There's no exit. They're, you know, don't present an exit to them. Okay? And so they're trying to equivocate. And they're trying to find conceptualizations. They're trying to go by way of, of hypothe uh, hypoth hypotheticals. And that's all they have. 
Because God has spoken, and God not only has spoken, but he's spoken clearly. Okay, so if you demonstrate that God hasn't spoken clearly because you guys can't get it together, but yet somehow you're still in the faith, what kind of message are you giving? You're giving them an object to club over other Christians. Now we have to consider our own children. They're going through this atheist process themselves, this secularism that's in the culture themselves. How are you going to answer them if you're giving them yet another club to hit you, hit you with? So oftentimes, that's my rebuke against other Christians who continually try to um, uh, criticize their brothers, violating, once again, uh, Romans 14, judging them, yet they call them brothers. Some people actually go as far as saying they're not even in the faith, that they're of the devil and whatever. They, we know the whole hist- historicity behind the, 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 um, the false accusations simply because they just don't understand. You got other ones that they do understand. They see where they're coming from. I mean, they see these things in scripture because it's, it's there in scripture. But the problem that we're having is the duality. One group can see both. One group can only see one and has to somehow um, reinterpret the reasons for one of those directions. And that is that God is absolute sovereign. And they think they need to um, make excuses for God. No, God has spoken. Okay, just like Job. Who are you to question? In Romans 9, you're the pot. He's the potter. Okay? We accept these things because they're in scriptures. Not because we want to, but because we love the scriptures. We love the word of God. And we submit to it. Okay, well, thanks for joining me once again on this rant. Until next time, God bless.